We're going to continue in this series in the book of Proverbs. My goodness. Book of Proverbs, chapter 3. Goodness. We're just following the text, y'all. We started off Proverbs chapter 3. Let's get it here. Amen. Everybody know where Proverbs is, huh? It is right after Psalms, huh? Amen. Proverbs chapter 3. All right. We talked about, we did, we dealt with verse 5. And uh, verse six, right? We did. We dealt with verse seven last week. Last week was a tough week. Amen. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, huh? And He said, "Your body's gonna heal." And you fear God, you reverence God. Stuff will start working. Sometimes that may be what the problem be. Amen. We're not reverencing God as we should. And, and we're getting a little sick. But today, we're going to get this deficit today. I'm just following the text. What does it say today? What does it say? Isn't God awesome how he sets things up? Look what it says. It says, honor the Lord. Now watch this. Watch this now. From your wealth. And from... The first of all your produce. So your barns will be what? With what? With what? Plenty. And your vats will overflow. Tell your neighbor, I need some new wine. Tell you, neighbor, I, see, I need some new money. I need some new money. I need some new money. I... Tell you, neighbor, I need some new money. I need some new money. I need some new money. That's what new wine. New money. Amen. I want to talk about this morning how to strengthen your relationship with God. Part three. We have been walking through this series, talking about going deeper. Uh, a lot of people say they know God, but they don't really have a deeper relationship with God. Uh, there are areas in our lives that we compartmentalize. There's areas of our lives that we Keep from God. And I often say to myself, why is it so difficult, listen to this statement, for people to believe that the way they handle money is a clear indicator of what's in their hearts. It's hard for people to believe that money reveals character. It reveals what you care about, what you're concerned about, what you're confident about, 
and what you are committed to. A couple months back, I had my girls to go back to their cash apps. <laughs> I told them I'm going to put them in the sermon some days. And I had them to tally up where their money was going. Because I know that money tells a story. It really does. It tells you what you care about the most. And upon close observation, they found out what they really cared about. And that was food. <laughs> Shrimp fried rice. Crab legs. Boudin balls. Frenchies. Whatever seafood restaurant is out there, that's where it's going and Chinese restaurant. Noodles. If you look at your debits, it will tell a story. It really will. I want to go deeper in my relationship with God. I want you to think about this for a minute, right? Now, everybody got a way of doing things, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the way I'm going to say it, okay? All right, don't, don't trip. You can modify it however you want to modify it. But when you first start dating, it's a written rule, unspoken, that when you take a young lady out, you pay, the man is supposed to 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 pay for dinner. But recently I've heard that the man doesn't pay for dinner no more. That some men think that, well, you ought to pay sometimes too. That was a shock to me. I said, wow, is that how that works now? They say, yeah, every now and then she ought to pay and give me an opportunity to relax. I said, okay. Is that how it goes today? But when you're dating and you're taking the relationship deeper, You're going to pay for some stuff. Amen. Now, the reason you pay is because you have some form of motive. I wish I had somebody. All right, we all got a motive. But the reason you pay is because it's a courtesy thing. Right? You know, it's courtesy. It's, hey, you know what? I'll pay for dinner. I don't have a problem with that. 
you know, we're getting to know each other. And if this thing goes any further and it moves from that to marriage, now you understand that, listen, it's your responsibility as a man. Listen to me real good. As a man to take care of the woman that God has given you. Is that still right today? Is that how it's supposed to go today? Okay, you ain't supposed to be taking care of no grown man. Am I right about that? Or am I wrong about that? And the reason why you ain't supposed to be taking care of no grown man is because here's the thing. He's ta you've taken his last name. I wish I had somebody. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? The deeper you go in the relationship, the more you open up about your bank account. Come on, help me somebody. About your credit, about, about all the thing, all the mess you done made up. When you come to the table and you've taken the relationship past sex, I ain't talking about sex. I'm talking about past all of that, we have to deal with reality. But one thing I know about money, you ain't going to tell nobody how much you have right away. Am I right about it? Am I right about it? Watch this. But as you go deeper in the relationship, you open up your life to this person. And some of you women be having secret bank accounts. Uh-huh. That the man don't know nothing about. And that's why he got one too. So there's no full disclosure in this relationship. So that's where the problem is. You understand what I'm saying? So watch this. So, so, so let's bring this to God. I want to have a deeper relationship with God, but all I want to do is pray. All I want to do is read my Bible. But God can't get nowhere in my finances. God can't even get a tip from me. God can't even get into the secret places of my life because I'm holding back. See, a lot of us say we want a deeper relationship with God, but if he can't get in your finances, boo, guess what? You don't have a relationship. You have an acquaintance. Because if you want to go deeper with God, you have to realize that what you have came from him in the first place. That everything that you possess comes from God. The health that you have, the strength that you have to get up, the intelligence that you have to go to work, the things that you do all came from God. The writer is talking about trust and reverence for God. But he moves now and he goes into the area that I believe most of us struggle with. And that's money. It's a good question. Money creates a lot of pressure in a person's life. The one factor among several is that money contributes to deception. 
God has a way. He says, if you fall in love with me more than the material things I will give you in this life, you will enjoy both. Watch this. Watch this. People think having more money is the answer to happiness, but it's not. Can I tell you what it is? It's managing money that makes you wealthy. It's not having an abundance. It's how you manage it. Watch, 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 watch this, watch this. There's some people who will do anything for money, even compromise their beliefs. Money becomes an object of idolatry. Then we put it into the, into the context that, well, I got to get this because I got to take care of this. And I gotta Matthew 6.33 says this, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. What things, pastor? Food, clothing, and shelter. In other words, God will give you everything you need, but here's the thing. It's about changing our attitudes about money. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I got to help you with this today because I, I realize that if you want to go deeper with God, it's just like a relationship. He has to have access to your resources. The resources that he gave you. That he entrusts you with. Watch this, watch this. Solomon was the richest man that ever lived. Solomon asked for wisdom and God gave him wisdom and money and riches and fame and 1,700 concubines and 35,000 wives. <laughs> he had a bunch of wives. I don't know how he did that, but he was a baller. Today, I want to glean from this verses on how to strengthen your relationship with God. But watch this. Watch verse 9 now. Don't let me lose you now. He says, honor the Lord. Now, this word honor means to glorify him. So I want you to think about this, right? It, it, the word here means to bestow honor onto someone or something. And, and oftentimes we think that, you know, God honors us, but he's asking us to honor him. Look at this. If you're going to deepen your relationship with God, the first thing you have to do is you have to have the right attitude about giving. Listen, people, I don't understand it sometimes. That's why I don't beg in church. The attitude that we have towards giving should be one of honor. That whatever I present to God, Lord, because of my relationship with you, I'm honoring you. Listen, I'm not just cash apping you. I'm honoring you, Lord. I'm honoring you with this because I love you, because of what you have done for me. Listen, the word honor means to make him shine. 
Why is giving important to strengthen your relationship? Because it reveals who you trust and who you love. See, sometimes we already have a made-up mind. I already have a made-up mind. There's no, listen, there's no freedom in our giving because we already have a made-up mind. And here's the thing. When we give, we're giving to God. Understand that, number one. Number one, we're giving to God. But watch this. But what you're doing now is you're honoring him with it. You're saying, God, I want to make you shine because of the relationship. Listen, praying is good. Fasting is better. Reading your Bible is cool. Okay? But when you get down to the nitty-gritty of it, God wants to reveal to you and you reveal to him where your relationship really is. And we're not taking the relationship to another level until we look at giving as a way of honor to honoring him, but our attitude towards it. Some people got bad attitudes about giving. Some people got terrible attitudes about giving. As a matter of fact, where your treasure is, the Bible says, there also is your heart. And so God says that if you honor me with your gifts, you are actually saying to me, watch this, that you trust me and that you love me. And I want to say to somebody here today that you got to have the right attitude about giving. He says, honor the Lord. Look what he says next. He says, honor the Lord, watch this now, from, he didn't ask you to take it from your lack. He says, take it from your wealth. The word wealth there means substance. Wealth is not based on the amount. It's based on your honesty. So here's the next point. By having the right amount. Lord have mercy. I just struck gold right there. Or oh, a nerve. By giving the right what? Amount. God says, I want you to match your giving to your wealth. Some of us say, we ain't got nothing. You got something. Wealth is not based on the amount. It's based on what? Your honesty. My wealth, listen, many of us, our wealth may differ. My wealth is different than your wealth. But we all have wealth. Amen. He didn't say out of your riches. He says out of your what? Wealth. Wealthy people, watch this, give less to church. Did you know that? Than the average church member on a fixed income. So it's not about an amount. Are you with me? It's not about, it's not about, it's not about, uh, uh, what you have or what you have or what I have is based totally upon our honesty about what we do have to give to God. Survey was done on that. And they found out that the average wealthy person, I'm talking about rich person, they don't give. They support different things, but they don't give as much as a regular blue-collar worker in the church. Isn't that something? 
Watch this. Here's how it works. Your wealth is tied into a pipeline. Listen to me real good. God, if he can trust you to honor him, will open up that pipeline. And then all of a sudden, you'll start to become wealthy. Watch this. It's more than just your bills being paid. It's the fact that you have good management skills, good stewardship skills. All of a sudden, God starts giving you wisdom on how to put $10 up, $20 up, $30 up, $40 up. All of a sudden, you start having money in different pockets and different pipelines. I wish I had somebody. And when you start honoring God with your wealth, watch this. And when you realize I'm going to give God the right amount, not based on a percentage, but based on my love. Get that. Get that. Get that right. Catch that right there. Not based on a percentage, but based on what? I love God. So guess what I'm going to do? What do I want to give God today? What should I give you today? Talk to him. And watch this. A number is going to pop up in your head. It's just going to come in your heart, and you will be able to transfer that to God because you love him. Are you with me? Are you following me? So not only must we have the right attitude, we've got to have the right what? Amount. Wealth is about God supplying. God's supply, not your supply. Wealth means that, watch this, you can manage the little that you have and stretch it out. I got a few witnesses in here that understand what I'm talking about. And when you get the money thing down right with God, saints, you're moving your relationship. Listen to this. This sounds weird, right? This sounds strange. Like, how to deepen your relationship with God? Did you not know your money counts? Because God is saying that's part of it. It's in the word of God. He says, honor the Lord from your wealth. Watch this. Watch the text. Look what he says next. He says, and from the what? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He wants from my wealth, but then he wants what? From the first of all what? Your produce. One has to do with sowing and reaping. One has to do with surplus. Y'all, 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 y'all ain't get this. Eh? Let me see if you let me see if you caught that. One comes from what? So pr- first of your produce means you're working. And stuff is coming back. You're planting and it's growing. The other comes from what you have put up. We have an $1,100 deficit today. You got something put up. Come on, help me somebody. He says, don't just give from there. Give from there too. Oh, do I have a witness? And in other words, in other words, what, what, what I want to say to you is this, that God wants the first God wants the best. God wants the finest. God wants the choices of what you have. God says in this relationship, if you want it to go deeper, 
Give me your best. But give me your first. Can I be first on the list? If you want to deepen your relationship with God, he has to come what? First. In other words, in other words, the next thing you have to do is by having a high regard for giving. Don't just think I'm just throwing something in the plate, in the bucket or whatever. But know this, saints. I want you to change the way you look at giving. Look at it as God, I honor you with this. I worship you with it. Come on. Lord, I, Lord, Lord, thank you for blessing me. Thank you. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. When we don't give from the first, it's disrespectful. Cain and Abel. You know what the problem was? Watch this. Cain brought a donation to God. Lord have mercy. Abel brought his first to God. And the Bible says God had regard for what he did. I want to go deeper in my relationship with him. And God showed me something. There's a principle here. If I start loving him more and stop worrying about how I'm going to make it, guess what's going to happen? I'm going to have wealth. I'm going to have produce. Watch this. Because just because you plant a seed doesn't mean it's going to grow. He still has to bless the ground. Watch this. Why? Where do you get the produce from? Here's what the farmer understood. Understands. The farmer understands that the seed was planted. The seed was watered from water that God supplied. Watch it. The seed needs what? Sunshine. The seed needs rain. The seed grew. The seed produced fruit. Where did it all come from? It came from God. And what God is saying is, listen, the reason I want this relationship with you is because I don't want anything to get in between you and me. And can I tell somebody something here today? Sometimes our wealth, money, and all this other stuff comes in between our hustle. It comes in between us and God. And our relationship becomes rocky because, watch this, because we're so fixed on trying to make it. But God says, if you trust me, if you honor me, if you have a high regard, the next time you give to a church, look at it with high regard. But make sure that it's coming from your first. God says if your relationship with me, if your relationship with the produce is deeper than it is with me, you're going to have to wait a while. I'm going to say it one more time. If your relationship with the produce is, is deeper than it is with me, then guess what? You're going to be waiting a while. 
you're going to have to wait until next season when harvest comes. Some of you have missed your harvest because you were so concerned about the fruit and not the one who gave the fruit. Do I have witness? And I want to help somebody stop panicking if you trust God. If you have a high regard for God, and if you have a high regard for giving and worshiping Him, worshiping Him, which see, it's supposed to be worship giving. And when you worship God with your gifts, what God does is He looks at you and He says, Man, that's a giver. Listen, it's not the dollar amount, it's the heart amount. It's how much you love him and how deeper you're willing to go in the relationship when you don't even have to think about it, you just do it. I wish I had a few people like that here today who could just say, I'm going to just do it. Pastor, I understand that God is good. I know I got some wealth. I know I got some produce. I know I got some seeds. And I know one thing, that if I give to God... He's going to give back to me. But I ain't giving because he's going to give back to me. I'm giving because my relationship with him is deeper than with my job. Do I have anybody? Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Watch what he says. He says next. He says next. He says, and when you do it like that, look at, look at, this is what you call a contrast. When you look at the scripture and you see it says one thing at the top and then it answers the question at the bottom, it's called a contrast. Okay, and in this contrasting proverb, he says there's a direct promise tied into your obedience. And when you obey God and honor him and change your mindset about giving because you're deepening this relationship with him. He says, here's what's going to happen. He says, you got barns. I call it bank accounts. Barns are a place where you store stuff. In today's time, we don't have barns. We have bank accounts. Do I have anybody? And he says, not only will your barns be filled, but your bank account will be filled. I'm, this is not a formula for guaranteed prosperity. This is a principle if applied because the relationship with the one who owns everything, watch this, it will come to pass for you and I. Some of us are living on, in the lack. We're in church. We're giving, but we're not honoring him. We're doing it out of duty, not out of love. You see, when you do it out of love, the relationship changes. He says, so your barns will be what? Filled with what? Plenty. Anybody here want plenty? That word plenty means abundance. I'm talking about having so much resources that wherever there's a need... All you got to do is just write the check. I'm going to say it one more time. Anybody want to live like that? Do you have a vision to live like that? Listen, that, listen, that anytime there's a need, all of a sudden you say, I can meet that need. Why? Because you are honoring God. You're not just throwing something at God. Watch this, watch this. Some people, when they get ready to give, psychologically, they're going through a lot of stuff. 
they're thinking about that bill. That got, and, and watch this, and watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. The crazy thing about it, what you don't know is God knows what you're thinking. And here's what I always say. The pastor sent me a text message just um, last night. His appreciation day is 11. I couldn't make it. I went on my cash app, and I sent him a love gift. I didn't think about it. I didn't hesitate about it. Because guess what? I already knew that when you sow a seed without thinking and hesitating, it's going to come right back to you. As soon as I sent him what I sent him, 35 minutes later, the very same amount that I sent him was cashed out back to me. Because the ground that I sowed in was good, but number two, my mindset was right. What's that next point? By having what? Yeah. Let me tell you what happens when you get plenty. You get crazy. <laughs> Let me tell you what happens when you get plenty. You have a lot of broken promises to God. Let me tell you what happens when you get plenty and you don't have balance. Here's what you start saying. You start making promises that you can't keep. But when you, but when you have plenty and you know that it was because of your first giving, your first fruit giving, it was because of your wealth giving, it was because you had the right attitude about giving, it was because you were given the right amount, watch this, you're going to get more and more and more and more and more, but you're going to be what? Balanced. You're not going to go get in debt. You're going to pay for things. You're going to pay off things. I never thought I could pay off a car. Come on, somebody, without getting it repoed. Never. Never thought I could buy stuff. Come on, somebody. Never thought I could live the life that I'm living. It's not because I'm a billionaire. It's because I serve the one who is the billionaire, trillionaire, quadrillionaire. And guess what? He lends me because I honor him. Simple wisdom. Watch this. Watch this. Balance. Listen, your, obe your obedience will guarantee your barns will be filled with plenty. But when you get plenty, you got to know how to balance. You, you know when you get that big check? Oh, Lord. And you start spending it before you even cashed it? Huh? You, you know that big check? And here's the problem with that. The problem is that is you're not thinking about balance, saving, investing. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Saving, investing. Okay? Here's the thing. The average American right now, okay, boomer age, they have to get a roommate to live with them in order to help them pay their mortgage. Because they have not planned or saved, people overextend this themselves. I got two minutes. People, people overextend themselves, watch this, because when they're living in plenty, they think it's going to last forever. 
So you get a big check and rather than invest it, save it, and then bless God with it, you waste it. God doesn't want to give you a bank account filled with money if you're going to blow it. I always say, Lord, now, what's going on? He said, if you balance yourself out, I'll give you some more. Don't get overly excited when you get more. Keep a balanced mind, okay? Amen? Y'all with me? Amen. Now watch, now watch what he says next now. Let me say this to you. You see, the fullness of barns and vats was God's blessings. See, when you're, when you're honoring God and you, you see it, not as you're getting over it, see, you see it as you're being blessed. And you treat it like a blessing. When you get that next contract, when you get that next paycheck, you look at it as a blessing. God has blessed me for what I have produced today at the job or this week at the job. So guess what? If he took your strength, you wouldn't be able to pay for the house. You wouldn't be able to pay for the car. But here's the thing. But when you treat your money not as your master, but a good slave, are you with me? And you tame that thing and you say, God, I honor you with this. And I believe, God, that you're going to continue to bless me because my relationship with you is more important than what you can do for me financially. Get that. That's, what, that's, what I don't, that's why I don't appreciate the, the prosperity gospel. The prosperity gospel have you focusing on prosperity and not on the one who created you. And then you still broke because they're getting you to prophesize stuff and believe stuff that ain't real. Are you with me? Look what he says next. He says, and your, va your vats uh -huh, will be what? Will overflow Tell your neighbor new money. <laughs> Listen, if you're not living in the overflow, if your vats are not being filled and you're living in the overflow, then there's a problem. Watch this. You may be giving, but you're not strengthening your relationship with God. You're giving because you're, you want to get. Sometimes we're preoccupied with the plenty and not on the person who gives us the plenty. What God wants us to do is to enjoy the blessings and not get trapped up in it. What God wants to do is he wants to be able, can I ask you, can I ask a question? Can you be trusted with overflow? Can you be trusted with your vats being filled with plenty? Your barns being filled with plenty and your, and your vats overflowing? Somebody say yes. But, but the question is... <laughs> Amen. Do to thine own self be true. And what I want to say to somebody here today, the last thing I want to tell you is this. After you've done all that you can, by holding on to his promise about giving. Let me, let me help you with this last point. And I'm, I'm sitting down. I'm, over, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to give today to the deficit. I am. Let me tell you why. 
because I'm not scared. I got a promise. You have a promise. Here's the promise. Read the text again. What's the promise? What's the promise? Tell me the promise. Your what? Your what? Uh-huh. With what? Uh-huh. No, back it up. Back it up. But the top of the verse. Your barns will be filled with what? And your what? What is that called? It's called a promise. It's called a what? It's called a what? It's called a what? A promise. And so here's the deal. How many believe in the promise? What's the deficit now? That's what I'm talking about. 611. Add another two to that. What we got now? 411. What's the 411, hun? <laughs> you got it going on. <laughs> Y'all too young for that. Y'all don't know nothing about that. What's the 411, hun? <laughs> Now, let me tell you why I made that promise, why, why I made that pledge, because I believe the promise. Do I have bills? You better believe it. But I believe the promise. And here's what I believe about the promise. It's going to happen today. Not tomorrow. It's going to happen today. I'm not a charlatan. I'm not a uh, guy that tries to tell you something that I don't believe. Where's well, the point at? Oh. I'm holding on to the promise. What do he say? What do he say? Your barns will be filled. Plenty. With what? With what? My barns. That's bank account. Be filled with what? With what? Yes. And my vats. Those are vessels. Will overflow. Not that old cheap stuff. New wine. Let me tell you symbolically what new wine is about. Joy. Joy. Listen. There are three kinds of givers. The flint, the sponge, and the honeycomb. To get anything out of the flint, you have to hammer it. Then the only thing you get is chips and sparks. To get water out the sponge, you have to squeeze it. The more you squeeze, the more you get. But the honeycomb simply overflows with sweetness. 
when a person understands that what God has done for them, you don't have to prime them to give. You don't have to pump them to give. You don't have to squeeze them to give. They understand that he's great. In fact, at offering time, watch this, we ought to jump to our feet and applaud that we're here to give. And we have something to give. And we've been blessed to give. And we have strength enough to work that we might be able to give. We ought to just applaud for the privilege to give. Do I have anybody here that believe the promise of God that you're going to go deeper, that you're going to go deeper, that you're going to have plenty and your vats are going to overflow? Give God a hand clap of praise, y'all. We're done. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I believe it, y'all. I believe it. 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 And let me tell you why I believe it. I believe it because of one thing. Because of one thing. God has never failed me and my wife, ever. Never. But God opened something up with this passage with me this week. He says, listen, I don't want you to beg ever because it's in the house but your people have to understand that it's about honor how can I say I want a deeper prayer life I want a deeper relationship with God but God can't have no parts